0: I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Dilip Modi, founder of Spice Money, which describes itself as a rural fintech firm. So we should probably focus in on the key question what is the role of fintechs in reviving and helping India's rural economy?
1: I think over the last two years, especially uh, in the last 18 months since the start of the pandemic, We've seen the impact that it's had on rural economies around the world. In India specifically, we've seen that the rural part of the economy has shown a lot of resilience over the last 18 months. Uh, The government has supported significantly. I think where the fintechs have really played a role, and specifically talking about Spice Money and what we have done so far, is really help rural India in terms of helping create jobs. Uh, helping people get access to their formal uh, financial services. And I think overall just supported the economy to stay on its feet, you know, in rural India. So just to explain what we do, you know, over the last five years, the government has played a significant role in opening a bank account for every citizen in India. Nearly 400 million bank accounts got opened in the last four years. So now a significant part of India has a bank account, has a formal bank account. But the banking infrastructure in terms of bank branches and ATMs, especially in rural India, has not scaled up in line with the number of bank accounts that's opened up. Now with the access of smartphones, internet, most parts of rural India are now having internet access. Also now almost a billion people in India have a biometric identity with which they can authenticate themselves. So in India, we refer to it as Jam, Jandhan Adhar Mobile. Jandhan is basically bank account, Adhar is biometric, and mobile is the smartphone. So, what at Spice Money we've done is we've created a digital platform for a, a small merchant in rural India who runs a Kirana store to be able to function like a human ATM and a bank branch. A consumer now who wants to access the formal banking sector including his own bank account, doesn't have to walk a long distance to find a bank branch on an ATM, but can go to their nearest store, which is uh, signed up as a spice money merchant, and be able to withdraw cash using their biometric identity. So with that, we've in the last 18 months given access to over 130 million people in rural India, access to their own bank account and from there access to banking and financial services. So we truly believe that fintechs like ours are playing a big role in empowering rural India and the economy.
0: Let me just put that in perspective for our listeners. There is one ATM for every 10 villages in rural India. So when you talk about people having to walk some way to access their banking services, that's the kind of figure you've got in mind, isn't it?
1: Yes. The penetration of ATMs, the white label ATMs, the big machines that we all have seen in big cities is very sparse in the village economy to access their own cash. They have to walk a long distance or travel a long distance. And what we are trying to do is, through the use of technology, bring that capability right as close to their doorstep as
0: possible. You mentioned the use of, and I'll use your phrase, human ATMs. Is this what you're talking about when you talk about micro ATMs? Basically,
1: when I say human ATM, it is basically, instead of going and withdrawing cash from a machine you actually walk up to a person in a store and uh, authenticate yourself using your biometric identity, which is like a fingerprint. And on our app, the merchant fills up your details. And once everything is authenticated, the money moves from the customer's bank account into the merchant's bank account. And he pulls out cash from his till and gives it to the customer. So effectively, instead of him withdrawing cash from a machine, he's getting the cash from a human. And that's why we refer to it as a human ATM. Now, when we say micro ATM, what we mean by micro ATM is that, you know, the machines that the merchant uses to authenticate the customer, there are two types, right? Uh, One is the biometric machine where, you know, they use a fingerprint or an eye scan to authenticate the customer because we need to know that the customer who's looking to withdraw cash is the customer of that bank account. And the second micro ATM is a card machine because all the customers who have bank accounts have debit cards. Uh, so either they they withdraw cash using their biometric identity, or they have a card which they use. And both have two separate machines, which we refer to as micro ATMs that we give to the merchant. And so he can withdraw cash using either of the two options, which is either his biometric identity, or a simple card and pin option. So but yes, Robin, to the extent of you know, a number of micro ATMs and human ATMs, the number is the same. So we have over the last three years, uh, more or less in the last two and a half years, scaled up now close to 700,000 micro ATM points
0: in the country. How do the financial needs of rural Indians differ from people living in urban areas? And what does that mean for the fintech ecosystem in India?
1: The first thing that comes to mind is that when you look at urban versus rural, the reason rural is significantly underbanked is because the traditional banking sector is used to lending in a certain form or manner. The first thing that they look for is collateral. The second thing they look for is a lot of, uh, basically lending to people who have already taken a loan, which is more urban in nature. So in general, the traditional banking sector is very risk-averse, and therefore, you know, in the rural economy where there's perhaps lack of collateral, there is a lack of enough data and insights, but most importantly, the ability to service a small ticket size loan because the biggest difference is the ask of the size of the loan is much smaller. And therefore, for a bank to open a bank branch in in a village and be able to cover the cost of that bank branch, the unit economics just don't work out for the banks. And as a result of that, they do not end up opening branches or working in rural parts of the economy. Where fintech comes in, is basically in making the unit economics work because today for example with what we are doing at spice money effectively your local merchant is functioning like a bank branch and so to that extent you know there's no need for the banks to open these atm mach- set up these atm machines fill them up with cash and provide for security and other aspects you know you're basically leveraging the cash in the till of the local merchant and as a result of that you know and the concept of a shared economy You're being able to bring down the cost of delivery of basic banking services to consumers in rural India. The second thing that technology enables is, you know, ability to give small ticket size loans. Again, from a unit economics point of view, you're able to justify, you know, giving a a small ticket size. So for example, anywhere between $100 to $500 loan to people in villages, and also have the ability to collect on a daily basis, so there's a lot of product and business model innovation that's happening in fintech in rural India, and we at Spice Money are are aspiring to be, you know, an enabler of a lot of the product and business model innovation that's happening for the rural economy.
0: Were you talking specifically about lending there? Talk to me about the potential of Adar-enabled payment services and how that stacks up against what's already in existence in India, which is the Unified Payments Interface.
1: What the Aadhaar-enabled payment system enables is basically using... Aadhaar is basically your biometric identity that I spoke about earlier. UPI, on the other hand, is basically an interface which allows bank-to-bank transfers. So what I see Aadhaar doing, there's a billion people in India who have now got themselves access to uh, you know their biometrics have got registered and and connected to their bank accounts uh, what the aadhar enabled payment services does is enable them to now just use their biometric identity they don't even know need to be literate they just need their thumbprint to tell the bank who they are and as a result of that you know from a kyc point of view there's this huge aspect of the cost of doing kyc that significantly comes down Because now, using just their thumbprint or their eye scan, they're able to identify themselves. And because they're able to do that at very low cost, the KYC is enabled. And therefore, from opening a bank account to processing a loan to uh, looking at an investment into a a mutual fund or a small fund, there are lots and lots of banking products that become enabled using Aadhaar, which is your biometric identity. On the other hand, UPI, which is more an urban phenomena is being used by a lot of these new age payment tech companies to enable customers to move money from one bank account to another bank account. So that's mainly being used by customers in urban India to pay merchants or or to to do P2P money transfers. And that is where UPI comes in. So to me, the APS is more enabling a payment and a, a credit ecosystem for rural, while UPI is more a payments tech platform for urban India. And I think that's where we see the distinction, really.
0: What you've described is a huge increase in financial inclusion, a huge increase in access to financial services. This has got to have significant long-term benefits for the rural economy and for employment.
1: I think, you know, uh, in India, we have seen a transformation happen since 1995, when India saw the first mobile network come up. uh, You know, in fact, at Spice, as part of many businesses, we started off in our uh, in our journey as a telecom operator. So since ninety five to 2021, we've seen now over a billion people get connected to mobility and now to the internet. I think where fintech, and especially fintech for rural, has a great potential is to ensure how we can get a billion people fully banked. Because what happens is that while in a population of 1.4 billion people, there are lots of banks and financial service providers they're basically catering to the urban market of about 300 million people so nearly over a billion people you know are still underserved or underbanked they have a bank account but they don't have access to formal banking and financial products and i think that's the biggest opportunity that tech entrepreneurs or you know any young person looking to start up their business has to be able to cater to a large market of a billion people uh, looking for basic financial solutions, which today they're getting access through an informal economy. And I think it's, it's very important overall for the GDP growth of the country that we financially empower the rural part of India so that it can significantly contribute to the GDP growth of the economy. So I think financial inclusion is at the heart of the GDP growth story of the country going forward.
0: Dilip Modi, founder of Spice Money, thank you very much.